Everything is set. It's too perfect. I know, right? It's not gonna save. <laughs> now why are you putting that on? <laughs> why? No, I I think everything is perfect because we're just so good at this at this point. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moving Money Refinanced. I am one of your hosts, Damien Levy. With me as always, Shauna. Shauna, how are you doing? Uh, we're 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 back where we started. Yeah. We're we're in our original studio, yeah. which is basically uh, my bedroom and a table in there. <laughs> um, yeah, I got kicked out to the original. Where where I got kicked out to where we do our recording now. Uh, my brother is in there right now. He happens to be on a date. Uh, I didn't really want to, you know, barging on his phone. Oh, for real? Yeah, for real. No, he's he's in there, and I just bar. I opened the door. I expected nobody to be in there. He's in there with his uh, his girlfriend. And I just felt so you bad. Little Jacob? Little Jacob, has yeah. His girlfriend? Yeah, that's his oh. girlfriend. Yeah, he has his girlfriend. He has a girlfriend for a while now. Oh. Yeah. Nice. So I didn't I didn't want to like take away from all that because I remember what it's like to be young, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> uh, and you know, as soon as I closed the door, you heard that sh- that latch. Cause he knew that he don't want nobody else barging in after <laughs> me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just decided to take all the recording stuff and put it in here. And plus, you know, I like the, the retro feel, you know. It's mm-hmm. been a while since we were on this table together. Mm-hmm. Um, feels a little bit weird, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll make do with it. Uh, we have the top five to talk about this week, as usual. And also we have not a lot, not some, not big news stories, but we have a lot of small news stories. Mm-hmm. There was a trailer this morning. What was the trailer? Queen and Slim. Yeah, yeah. You I just it? saw that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you saw it. Yeah. Okay, good. We can talk about that. That's a, that's That dropped today, so we can discuss that. And... Um, I don't think I have any updates for this. I have one update for the studio. It's not really big. It's just it, it, it was a lot of work, and I'm gonna tell you about it because I want you to know how much work went wow, into it. It was dedication. a lot of a lot of manual labor this week. Wow, um, that's great. That is great. And uh, what else is great is this episode of Moving Money Refinance. Let me fade that out. Nice little transition there. <laughs> All right, Shauna, how was your weekend? It was okay. All right. Just okay. Nothing. You didn't do anything interesting this weekend. Mm, I don't no. want to. I don't want to just jump I in and talk about mine because I want to give you a chance to tell me about what you've been up to. What was your Saturday like? What was your Friday like? I went like? to work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then I I didn't get to watch any movies over the weekend. Uh huh. Which well, was also the plan. No, well, that, that was a plan not to watch movies. No, it was a plan to watch to go to the theater and oh, no. probably watch Toy Story or one of them, but it just ended up. Not doing anything. Not doing anything. I, I, I realized that you were in um, a, a lazy way because I asked, because I came in back into town on Sunday. I asked you to, uh, if you wanted to record and you said you didn't want to. And just now before the podcast, you were like, you know, I could have recorded on Sunday, but <laughs> I was just, I was just lazing in bed. I was just yeah. having a nice little nap. I was like, you know, I can't blame you. Yeah. It was unfortunate because I had so much plans for this weekend uh-huh. and then none Nothing of it happened. happened. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think it's because we, we are so connected, Shauna, that if one of us is doing too much on the weekend, the other person can't be doing as much. Like wow. The universe has set us that way. Balance. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I was away for the weekend. Uh, I, I, uh, I was celebrating my 10-year anniversary. Uh, ten, ten, 10 years is not something you should be celebrating. This is No, this is a skull. I don't think this could be a wedding <laughs> ring. I mean, it's a skull and it has a, a cross on it. Yeah. So I guess that could work for, you know, certain religious ceremony. It kind of looks like the Day of the Dead, you know, mm-hmm. kind of style. Um, so if I were Mexican, then sure, maybe. But no, this is not the um, wedding ring. This is just my ring. <laughs> um, I can't tap on a table because that's going to make some noise. Yeah. I have to tap on this one. Remember back in the day, I used to have the, 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 key, the laptop here and yeah. every single thing I would type, you would hear it hear through the it, microphone. Yeah. Not anymore, though, because we're better. 
Um, no, I went to, went to Negril for the weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, you've been to Negril. Yes, I have. And you know that Negril is one of my favorite places to go to, mm-hmm. um, because it, it it it's just you you walk out onto the beach and there's just so much to do. You know, there's so many people. Uh, not even the tourists, just like so many vendors, so many pieces mm-hmm. of art. Like it's just you just walk along for seven miles on Seven Mile Beach, and there's just so much to do. For you could spend a whole day just walking up and down the beach, and that's what I really love about it. Um, I, I I got some some stories to tell you though. Um, f- very first day that I got there, I went to this place, or I just went onto the beach, mm-hmm. and uh, within maybe fifteen minutes of being there. You know how when you're on the beach, everybody out there is trying to sell you something, right? Yes, definitely. And one of the number one things that they try to sell you is, let's see if you can guess it. You're in Jamaica, a bunch of tourists come down to Jamaica. What is the number one thing that they're going to try and sell them? Uh, is it the necklaces <laughs> and stuff? Or is necklaces, it ne- necklaces and the you know, art pieces are, are, are you know, that's, that's one of them. I'm talking about Food. the stuff that they come here for. Like they see Bob Marley posters of him using it, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and they think, oh, we're going to come to Jamaica, have some good time with that. <sighs> that little Jamaican weed. And oh. there were so many people trying to sell that to me. But there's one guy in particular, and mm. I really, really liked. Uh, I didn't buy anything from him, which I wouldn't even admit that on the mic if I did. But um, there's one guy I really wanted to talk to you about. And I'm going to bring it up on the screen here. Because he, he, he this is a man who understands the... Uh, the, the importance of branding. And this is, uh, this is Dr. Kush. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Kush, wow. as you can see, is not just a regular weed vendor. Yeah. Dr. Kush is wearing a medical lab jacket. He's wearing a hat with weed leaves on it in blue. Uh, he has a green plus sign with Dr. Kush. And by the way, Dr. is... Oh, hang on. Dr. is spelled D-A-K-T-A. And Kush <laughs> is spelled K-U-S-H. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I, I really appreciated, uh, medicated ganja only. Wow. Um, and if you look on his, his, um, his pockets there, they look like weed buds are embroidered into it. Like mm-hmm. this man went all out yeah. with his, and I didn't even, I didn't buy anything from him, but I had to take his picture and I told him that I would talk about him on my podcast because, uh, Dr. Kush, man, like, I just really appreciate the image that he's put together here. Yeah, I want to know the story behind yeah. who Dr. Kush is. Uh, so if you're down to Negril, you can go by Dr. And he showed me some of his stuff and, you know, he keeps it in these, um, these little jars. Mm-hmm. Like, the, you know, the, the, uh, the jars that have jam in them from Grace that, uh, mm-hmm. or like the, the, the walkers would jerk, you know, it's like mm-hmm. that, that cone yeah. looking jar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he had them in those and they, you know, it was really well preserved. He had them labeled and everything. So he keeps everything very organized. Uh, so I really appreciate it. Mean, I, I, if I smoked, I'd probably buy from this man. Yeah, because presentation. His his customer service was good, right? He was oh friendly. yeah, definitely. He was very friendly. Uh, he when when we said that we didn't want any, he was like, "That's fine. Uh, just come take a look." And when I asked for the picture, he was like, "Sure, let's go. Let, that's completely fine with him." Uh, well, when I go to Negro sometime next month, I guess I'll look out for Doctor Kush. Yep, definitely. Um, yeah, but that wasn't the only thing that happened on the grill. We, uh, we, we came up on this place called Flag City. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when you go along the beach, there's a bunch of different places that sell food and stuff. And mm-hmm. they're very much established restaurants. This was just one guy. Um, and he, he had a grill and a couple benches. And he was just like, you can come in, order some food, sit down, have a good time, we'll play some music, give you this, give you that. Um, and he was very, like, his... his, his 
what was the word used for Dr. Kush? He was very, his customer service, right? It was very, very good. Um, so we decided, out of all the people on the beach, to give him a chance. And um, we sat there for maybe 20 minutes because the food was made to order. So as we, we ordered some crab, and as we ordered the crab, he sent two people out to go and get the crab from the ocean, came back with the crab, and they, then he cooked it right in front of us. Wow. Um, we watched him chop up the vegetables. We watched him actually, he, he walked us through the process of making it. So you, show, you, you saw that he had this pride in what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt very much just like, you know, this guy just trying to do what it was that he loved to do. Like he told us how he came from Kingston mm-hmm. and he learned the trade of how to cook. And he came out in the grill because there's people there that he can go and serve to. Um, and, you know, his big pitch was... He wants to bring Helsha to the grill. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you have all Lovely. those people in Helsha who are just trying to make by by doing their thing in Helsha. And there's so many people just selling fish um, in Helsha. But he just wants to do that in the grill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a picture of the sign, which I was very proud of because I thought it was a pretty good picture. People um, on Seven Mile Beach going ham. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've been to Seven Mile Beach, but because I was at an hotel, I just went there for probably like about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just walked along the beach a little yeah, but I was really at an hotel, so I didn't really get to really explore. Yeah, like yeah. And I mean, I think it definitely. Um, it, but also it invites exploration because like there's not that thing where if you reach the border of one hotel, yeah. you have to pay to get over to the, the other part. You can just one, walk yeah. along and nobody really cares. That's, cause that's what goes on in Portmore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in Portmore, with with whatever little beach there is left in Portmore. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't mean to just rag on Portmore like that. Portmore is fine, um, but. It, it is something where, like, you, you are encouraged to uh, look around and explore and be to the other places because a lot of the times you'll have the restaurant and the restaurant will have its own bar and, like, kitchen. Mm-hmm. And the bar and kitchen is open to everybody, not just the people who are at the hotel because they want you to walk along the beach and come to their yeah. place. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to show you the Flag City sign um, real quick. Let me just pull this over there. Will it open up here? Yeah. Uh, so welcome to Flag City, Jerk Chicken, Red Stripe Beer, Bottle Water. Um, just a very simple sign. And um, Wait, Isn't that a BVB? Isn't that a, that's a football sign. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he, he, was, he was just like, this is what he, he made the sign himself. He just put together everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he would chop up coconuts for you and serve them to you. Like, mm-hmm. And he, he came and spoke to you and he was just like, he wasn't um, afraid of people. He was just like, he genuinely liked serving food to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and he asked me to write a review for him on TripAdvisor. Like, I, he was thinking branding and, and like wow. how to get the word out there and stuff. A man with vision. A man with vision. And I respected that. I really did. Um, so if you, if you ever go to the grill people, check out, um, I'm not sure where exactly on the beach it was. It was somewhat on the lower end because we were like one mile up and we kept on walking up. So a little bit further up, you might find him. Um, but Flag City is, is, a, is a... Once you're walking on the beach, you'll just see him. Um, you, what, actually, here's how I, I found him each time. There was like a collection of like statues mm-hmm. and the stat, like wooden carving statues in, mm-hmm. the, in the sand. And each of them had like a skull. Like they were all skeleton statues. Anytime you saw them, I knew that he was like right next to them. Okay. Yeah. So if you're ever in the grill, go check out Flag City. They got a great food and great service. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was an overall nice time. I really like the grill. Um, Make me don't want to go to work weekend. Can I tell you something? I did not want to come back home. 
yeah. <laughs> I, I I knew we had the podcast and I knew yeah. we had the studio coming and I was like, all those things are great, but I had to go back to work. Yeah. I had to go deal with this. Depress- to, like, depressing. You don't want to come back once yeah. you're out there. You don't. You want to stay there forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but what my weekend does nothing to compare with the number one movie this weekend, which we're gonna get to that in a second. But we're gonna start with number five this weekend for the top five box office. Uh, number five, we have Secret Life of Pets 2. I'm not, I haven't brought it up on the screen, have I? I'm a terrible mm-hmm. person. Uh, Secret Life of Pets 2 made $10.2 million in its domestic run this weekend. Uh, domestically, it has made 117.5, which is on a budget of $80 million. Thank God for a low budget. It's <laughs> going right out of the top five. That's true, because uh, it was at number two last week, and mm-hmm. then on its third week, it's at number five. Uh, it's made $194.7 million worldwide. Uh, it's doubled its budget. I uh, made over double its budget. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for Secret Life of Pets too. Um, let's go into the number four movie. We have Men in Black International. Came Man's in at favorite movie. Isn't uh, <laughs> came in at ten point seven million dollars this weekend, which is after it was at number one last week, and it came all the way down to number four. Sixty five percent drop or sixty four percent. Um, fifty two point six million dollars domestic growth so far, uh, and a budget of one hundred and ten million. Uh, worldwide, with this movie has made 182 point no 182 million flat. Um, it's not doing very well. Mm-mm. Um, I mean, it's a lower budget. It's 110 million, so it's not like you know it cost Avengers money to make it. And mm-hmm. um, it's in terms of how the movie looks based on that budget, it's kind of like okay, I can see it. It's it, it's it's good enough. You mm-hmm. know, it's it it feels like a hundred million dollar movie in 2019. Um, so uh, I, I'm not surprised that the budget for the way that the movie looks and everything, the, the amount of money that it's making, that also kind of feels like, okay, that makes sense because it's not a very engaging movie. Like, wow. I think a part of why this movie doesn't work very well is that it's not something where you go to someone and say, you should check out that new Men in Black movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... That's been the consensus. Yeah, pretty much. I, I'm. I mean, it doesn't deserve like thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't recommend anybody go and see it. Oh. Like, there's one or two moments that are, you know, interesting, um, but nothing that you would have to rush out to the theater. Like, so you, not even chemistry between Thor and Valkyrie. No, because a lot of their scenes are paced very awkwardly. Like, the dialogue just doesn't oh. really flow as well. Because remember them in, in Thor Ragnarok? Mm-hmm. Where it just was like, they they bounced off each other very, very, very well. Mm-hmm. I think that has to do with the way the script was in that movie. And the way the script is in this movie is... Terrible. It's Yeah, it's just really disjointed. It doesn't really feel like there's a flow to the, the scenes of dialogue. And so much of the movie is just them talking. So it's not that they're bad, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just that they don't... The, 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 the material that's there doesn't really favor each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and another big thing with the movie is that you, you start out with both of them, both um, characters, you get flashbacks, right? You get a flashback of Tessa Thompson when she was a kid and a flashback of Chris Hemsworth when he's an adult, when he's already in the MIB. And they're flashbacks of these two very um, crucial moments in their lives. And then the movie kind of has, it's kind of like you're watching two movies at the same time, just kind of uh, on the same through line towards the very end. Um, but like, they never meet. Mm-hmm. It's like there's, you're, you're, you're basically watching two different things at the same time and neither one is as compelling 
as the previous Men in Black movies. Like it does. Oh. There's nothing this movie does that that gar- that not guarantees, but warrants its existence. You know, it's like there's no reason this movie exists. Um, and we were talking about this in the car. How the uh, the Jump Street Men in Black movie that they were planning, mm-hmm. like I I I was excited to see that if it ever came to light. I don't think they're going to now because mm-hmm. of this movie's performance. Um, and they might, you know, they might, they might. I mean, Sony does some weird things. <laughs> um, also, this poster is very misleading because uh, if you look at the poster, it's not showing. Me. I just saw that there was an image there. Don't lie to me. Um, if you look at the poster, you see that you have the pug there, mm-hmm. um, Frank from the, the previous Men in Black movies. Yeah. He is in the movie for two seconds. Wow. And he says one line and yeah. then that's it. Like he he's says not hi a, and then disappears. He doesn't even say hi. He just, he just acts like he's better than you because he's oh. just been around. Um, but he is not a character in the movie. Like, I don't know why he's on the poster. He's only on the poster because he's been a part of the other movies. Yeah. And it's something that people can go, oh, look, it's Frank. But it's... Um, yeah, I, th- I feel like uh, uh, nobody needs to see this movie. I didn't need to see it. I don't. I don't you know remember having seen it. You know, like, it's that bad when you're telling us not to see it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, usually I'm like, yeah, check it out for yourself. But now I just don't feel like anybody needs to see it. And mm-hmm. it's not even that it's bad. It's just it won't do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Like if it was a bad movie, I'd say, yo, go see it just because of how bad it is. Yeah. This is nothing. You know, watch it online. <laughs> you, you're not listening to me. <laughs> I've said so many times you don't need to go watch it. I am going to watch it. All right. All right. Well, the number three movie. Number three for like the third week in a row is Aladdin. Trust me. Um, Aladdin has legs. It does. Um, $13.2 million in its third week, in its fifth week in the top five. Um, $288.5 million on a $183 million budget. Let me see what the worldwide is. Worldwide gross is our 813.2. Go Aladdin. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like Disney is shooting itself in the foot because I feel like they would have loved for some of this Aladdin money to go into Endgame's pocket. Mm-hmm. If, if that had happened, then it wouldn't need this re-release, which is coming up um, <laughs> next weekend. But yeah, Aladdin is doing well. It's it's made so much more over on its budget. Um, it's it's the live action movie that they didn't think was going to make this much money. Um, but it's it certainly proven critics wrong mm. uh, and people have been liking it. So good for Aladdin and good for Disney to be even richer than they already were. All right. <laughs> uh, Chaz Play is at number two, which is the movie we're going to see this week. Mm. Or we're going to see it tonight. tonight. Um, it made $14 million in its uh, opening weekend, um, <laughs> which mm. is really sad considering what happened at number one this week. But $14 million uh, on a $10 million budget. Well, I mean... Well, <laughs> uh, I just remember that there's a new Annabelle movie coming out. So I don't know what's going to happen to Child's Play, but I mean, it's it's mm, it's made fourteen million dollars on ten million dollar budget. Um, it's already passed its budget. It's, it's a going horror to movie. See a profit. It's going to see a profit. Um, but is it the kind of runaway horror success that we've seen with other films? No, it's not. Mm-mm. Like it's not this us. Is, this is just a really bad time for this movie to come out. Yeah, it is. I I believe so. Um, like we said last week, somebody just couldn't resist having this yeah. come out the same day as Toy, Toy Story. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> couldn't resist that. Yeah. Um, they should have thought, um, they should have brought the other horror movie into consideration because that, that's going to take away a lot of its audience. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, Annabelle coming out in, in, um, in fact, the success of Annabelle mm-hmm. most likely told them to bring back Child's Play because it's, it's a, um, a possessed doll causing havoc to this family. 
I mean, when Annabelle was coming out, a mm-hmm. lot of people made jokes about how the, she's stealing Chucky's thunder or she's this generation's Chucky. Even though they're very different movies, the concept mm-hmm. is very similar. So the fact that they would come out within weeks of each other in 2019, mm-hmm. um, it feels like, you know, Child's Play trying to uh, regain the title of the, the, the horror mm-hmm. doll champ. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. No. But I feel like that was the intention. Yeah, but... The, um they have been releasing Child's Play's movies, Chucky movies, but they haven't been like on the widescreen. It's no, been mostly yeah, it's like been, direct, yeah. direct to DVD kind or of direct release. to streaming kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the first major Child's Play in a couple yeah. of years' time. Um, but yeah, it's gonna make a uh, a profit. I don't know if we'll see a sequel. I haven't heard. Ah, uh, yeah, you know they're going to make a sequel. Maybe not now, but yeah. But even as you said, I mean, they could take this to reboot. Maybe, trust yeah. Me. Or they could even take this to, to direct the video. Um, I say video like I'm from 1996. <laughs> direct to streaming. Like they could do a yeah. sequel that way. Um, I don't know why I just went into box. Up. I was trying to look at something. I don't remember what it was. Uh, too much tabs. Too many. <laughs> too many tabs open. Um, yeah. Okay. But number one movie this weekend is Toy Story 4. 120. Oh, I remember what I was looking at. I was trying to look at the uh, Rotten Tomatoes for Child's Play. But um, Toy Story 4 is at $120.9 million uh, domestically. I am not seeing a budget. And let me see the worldwide well, numbers. It's probably like one, $120. Uh, well, worldwide, it has made $244.5 million. Mm-hmm. Which is, um, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good opening. Even if it's not what... Well, it's way below projections. It's, it's below projections, but to mm-hmm. open to almost $250 million I think you got a worldwide, worldwide record, though. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, probably about one twenty. Yeah, I'm. I'm seeing. Okay, Ooh, I'm seeing two hundred. Two hundred wow. million for Toy Story four. Um, but yeah, it's it is underperforming because people did think it was gonna do better than this. Um, let me see if I can find the projected numbers for it. Um, I remember seeing one projected number for like 180, 185. Yeah. And based on the Thursday previews as well, you mm-hmm. think it would have finished in that uh, at least 150, Well, yeah, I'm seeing the estimate on this website, which is this is IndieWire, and they're saying that there was a conservative um, estimate of four, 140 million. Um, and that was on the low side of projections. Mm-hmm. So to open with 120 is um, kind of disappointing. Uh, it's hard. It's weird to say that this is disappointing considering yeah, how much money for, this for is. For a movie that made one twenty. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it it is such a big brand. Um, mm-hmm. It is you know it's directed at kids and considering yeah. how much money the third movie made. Yeah. Um, which I is mean, the Toy Story franchise. They usually have legs. So that's true. I think. I mean, is there any other major um, animated. animated movie coming out in the next few months? Because I don't think once so. Once there isn't, then I mean they can still be making money over the next two months. They can e- they can hit a billion dollars. They could. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I'm not like um, counting that out. But I I think that it will be a little bit of a struggle. Uh, yeah. When does Onward come? Oh, it comes out next year. Okay. I remember I was, when Frozen came out. And yeah. that movie made a billion. I mean, it's like after a while, everybody just started to say, all right, let's go watch Frozen. Yeah, that's I true. Mean, it was it one of those movies. Yeah. But again, Frozen was in like November. Yeah, It was later in true. the year and this that's is in true. the summer. So, uh, and we, they got a big movie coming out next week. Oh, wow. And there's um, Lion King. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I don't Kids know. Kids are going to see Lion King, so. Yeah. I don't yeah. I, I don't see Toy Story making billion. Um, Probably um, eight, eight. 800 yeah it could do something like that um mm-hmm. but 
Uh, we'll see, we'll see. Because Aladdin has legs, as you said. Mm. Um, and Aladdin didn't open with that huge of numbers either. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, but so I'm sorry to say, Shauna, it doesn't look like you did very well this week. Because Whatever. we had a top five bet and we had the same exact top five. And your bet for Toy Story 4 was $160 million. And mine was only a hundred, and I think a hundred and twenty is closer to a hundred and hundred and sixty. Shana, you can't sure? argue with math. You Are can't. You sure about <laughs> that? Nobody won. I think if if I have mm. a closer number, then I it don't, seems I don't, like I, don't, I won. I do not agree with this. Yeah, you know what? It's a good thing that uh, your Damn agreement toy story. is um is not necessary. So I'm just gonna <laughs> hold on. <laughs> See what? Oh, did I delete it? There it is. Okay. Because I deserve this. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I because I I didn't see Toy you, Story you making that much money. It I lot. did, and I was right. You had it. No, you had it at one hundred. Yes. Last two movies made more than a hundred million. Yeah. You no, know, you don't win. No. No, I was right. You see, <laughs> the people are cheering for me, which means <laughs> I was right. Um. All right. Okay. Well, let's see if you can redeem yourself. Um. Let me see. Release, release, release. What is coming out next week? Um, Annabelle comes home next week. Uh, but when does... Okay, so that's, what, that's, that's what's confusing me. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay. This is this week's. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Never mind. Um, and then um, Spider-Man comes out on what? Tuesday? Yeah. Or Wednesday? It, it's, I think it's, it's, the, it's the Wednesday. It's the third. Mm. Um, well, I'm not oh, sure. it's the second. It's, 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 it's the second. Right. Because it mm-hmm. says on Tuesday. Um, oh, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Annabelle's going to have its... Um, the wind knocked from under it, I feel. I don't know why they're releasing it in the middle of the week like that. What? Um, Spider-Man, yeah, right? It's weird. Yeah. I, I don't, it's, not, it's not something you see very often. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me pull these up side by side. And I think I am going to go first because I am confident. I have risen like a phoenix from the ashes. Whatever. Um, oh, sh- before we continue, let me just talk. Since I just said phoenix. Uh, Dark Phoenix went from number five last week to number 10 this week. I only made three... Point five million dollars, and its domestic but domestic total is at sixty million. And uh, reminder that two hundred that is on a two hundred million dollar budget. Um, worldwide, it has made two hundred and thirty two point nine. So, man, that movie's not even seen three hundred. No, it's not. Um, okay, so coming out next week, we have. Uh, Annabelle Comes Home, which is going to be released on the Wednesday. Uh, But then we have Yesterday, which is coming out on the Friday. Yesterday is that movie where uh, some guy, he gets knocked out and he wakes up in a world where the Beatles never existed and he writes all their songs. Um, (laughs) Who is in it? uh, I guess I saw. Well, Ed Sheeran is in it um, because he he collaborates with the biggest pop star on the planet. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, they create some of the Beatles songs together. Oh, it's Danny Boyle. Yeah, Danny Boyle is is directing it. The the lead is this guy named Himesh Patel. Um, I don't know if he's related to Dev, but let me see. Yeah, but he's he's gonna be um, the main person in the, the the lead actor in the movie. Never seen him before. Never seen him in anything. So I don't know if he's gonna be any good or not. But um, <laughs> it's an interesting concept. Yeah, when I get home, I'm gonna watch the trailer. For you never seen the trailer for it? Mm. Yeah, it's been all over like the the internet. Probably, but I just didn't. Probably just didn't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so hmm. Okay, so with such a low 
opening for Toy Story 4, I don't... It's not low. It's not low, <laughs> but low in comparison to what people expected. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of, of recon before I begin. Is that all right with you? I'm going to see what the last Annabelle movie opened with. Because if I remember correctly, it was something like 35 million. Mm, it's usually around those numbers that they yeah. open. Yeah. Um, Annabelle Creation. Yeah, it opened at 35. Yeah, about 35 or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, do I see it getting number one with those numbers? Because it usually opens later in the year. I don't know why it's opening now. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah, weird. It's just, it's, it's just the, I mean, um, the summer, Blockbusters overall, it's, it's just been a weird year. And there's, um, Annabelle just feel too hype. Annabelle has had some <laughs> good runs recently. And yeah. she feel like she's ready for the big leagues. She <laughs> feel like she's ready for the summertime. She can take on the Avengers and the Toy Stories and all them. But... I mean, she's right because Men in Black bombed and, and, and Godzilla bombed and X-Men bombed. So maybe she has what it takes. Mm-hmm. But she's just feeling herself right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say Toy Story is going to have a, um, a repeat at number one. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, then I will give it to Annabelle at number two. Mm-hmm. Um, what is Annabelle Comes Home? A-C-H. Uh, I'll, I'll do Child's Play at number three. No, no, no. Actually, yeah. I'll do I'll do yesterday <laughs> at number at number three. Uh, Charles Play can be at number four, and if Aladdin doesn't go to number five next weekend, I swear to God, yeah, like it. it if it doesn't, it deserves movie of the year at least business wise because it's done some phenomenal business. In fact, it's one of the most successful box office runs this year, which has been full of um, a lot of bombs, as I just was saying. But yeah, that's my top five. Uh, to- Toy Story 4, then Annabelle Comes Home, um, Yesterday, Child's Play, and Aladdin. Well, for me, number one is definitely Toy Story because you know that normally blockbusters, have, they have that 50% job. So yeah. I do not see Annabelle making more than $60 million. No, That would no. be a miracle. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I would have um, Toy Story with a repeat. Mm-hmm. I'd have Annabelle at number two. Uh-huh. I am going to put... Let me put... Uh, <laughs> I am going to put Charles... No, I'm going to put Aladdin at number three. Aladdin at number three again. Okay. Trust me, the movies hold in the top five. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, uh, you might be right because it's only the the drop is very minimal, mm-hmm. and it still has a lot of theaters. Like it's at twenty three percent drop this week, and at three three thousand four hundred thirty five theaters, it's a lot of theaters to still be in. Um, but yeah, please continue. All right, I am going to put a. I'm gonna put a surprise movie at number four and mm-hmm. Number four, I'm gonna put in the Avengers. I forgot. I forgot they were being re-released next week. I don't Damn know if it would, I don't know if it's gonna make the top five. No, though. but I completely forgot that they were yeah. doing the re-release next weekend. Like, ah, I because I I was. This is like the most confident I've ever been in a top five this year, and I completely <laughs> forgot the the, the right. Avengers with their double dipping. All right, it's All right. new footage, so I'm just going to make. A, I'm going to. And number five, I'm wondering if I should put yesterday or mm-hmm. Child's Play. Uh. Like you said, Child's Play is going to get his numbers eaten by Annabelle. Mm-hmm. And, it's all right. and it didn't open with that much. In fact, it opened barely over um, numbers five through three. So mm-hmm. I don't know if yesterday is going to make more. Though. That's true. Yesterday might not make a lot of money. 
Because, I mean, if you didn't point it out to me, I didn't know it, that it existed. So, mm-hmm. oh boy, I might regret it, but let me just put Child's Play at number five. Okay. Number six yesterday. All right. <laughs> uh, no, I'll put that in there. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. I completely forgot the Avengers were coming out. I could because uh, it's please. been all over Twitter the last week and a half, and I just completely forgot that they were coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, a few other things to note: uh, Dark Phoenix again. I forgot to say this, but wow, you'd love that movie. No, I just you? completely forgot to say this, but like sixteen hundred theaters pulled it this week. Wow, and that's what that's why the drop is so f- um, you know drastic. But mm-hmm. like a lot of people, a lot of theaters have been reporting like minimal numbers buying tickets for their, their showings and just doesn't make sense to hold a movie there if it, nobody's going to see it. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense to bring in something else, especially when there's so much coming out at one time. Yeah. So the only ones that are really carrying Dark Phoenix are the ones that have like 15 plus um, screens. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, the ones that wow. have them are like putting them in the back with the small screen with like yeah. five seats. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you see Mark? I did not. I didn't get a chance to oh. see it. Yeah. You want to talk about Ma before yeah, we go into the news? Movie, I, I enjoyed Ma. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Ma no, made $43.6 million this yeah. week. Um, um, mostly worldwide. Worldwide. Well, not this week, but the domestic total is 43.6. <laughs> um, worldwide is 56.7. million dollar budget. Uh, $5 million. Success, 10 yeah. times. Yeah. Right. Well, 11 times. 11 times, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, Ma is a movie. Um, Ma, as you watch that's it, a tagline. Ma is a movie. movie. Yeah, it's a movie that um, when you watch it, you realize what's happening. Right. And so, but it has a nice little message. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody because okay. it's a big part of the movie. And maybe if I say it, then you just pick up what the movie is all about already. But it's a it, it's a it's an entertaining movie, I should say. Uh, you're you're never bored watching this movie, even though it's a bit predictable. But I think Octavia Spence, she her character really draws you, and she's Spencer. funny. Is it Spencer? Spence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is it Spence? It's, it's, sp- it's Spencer. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a, it's a entertaining piece of movie. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah. Just yeah. watch it when you have the time. I'm I'm looking forward to it definitely. Um, it's gone. It is gone. <laughs> uh, that and something well. Men in Black is here, but it's in one theater yeah, across the island. Uh, yeah, I saw yeah. it as well. Because my coworker was saying, oh, I'm going to watch Men in Black. I'm saying, no. <laughs> no, my sister. Sorry. Yeah. My sister was like yesterday, like, all yeah. right, so when are you going to watch Men in Black? I'm saying it's gone. She says, no, it's still there. And she's showing me mm-hmm. Palace mm. Multiplex. And I'm saying, that's yeah. Mobi. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I'd love to see. I mean, Ma isn't there, but uh, if it were there, I, don't, well, I wouldn't drive halfway across the country to see it. But and then you're disappointed and you come back and cuss Yeah, exactly. Me. I would cuss you. Yeah. I, would, I would be like, you're paying so you for the what? gas. Stay home. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well, that's good because I was interested to see it. I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't get a chance to see it. It was literally like I, it, it came and it was there for one time and, every, mm-hmm. and I didn't have time to go see it at that time. And then the two days that I had to see it, it was either if I tried to go and see it, I would have been running back and forth to do a bunch of other things. So mm-hmm. just didn't have time to see it. Unfortunately, that's that's the trouble of living um, in this cinema situation. But hopefully, with the new theater, things will be, um, you know, um, better. Uh, speaking of new things, um, new things that are being built. Uh, I mentioned the studio update, and I wanted to talk about it before we get into the news. Um, so. Uh, part of the the thing with the studio is that you saw it last week. I took you down there. Mm-mm. When was, was it? Week like before? Two 
two weeks or two three weeks, weeks something like that yeah but you went down there as you can see there's a lot of stuff down there mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that doesn't really need to be there especially if we're going to be moving in there and putting in our own things and mm-hmm. um so i went um i went shopping this past week for some ceiling fans mm-hmm. you know help with the circulation in there um ceiling fans that aren't too loud you know so even if if, if we needed them we could keep them on while we're recording so mm-hmm. that's very good for that um, but while we were there, so they, they had a thing where you had to pay for over a certain amount to get a discount. Um, one of those things where they want you to buy as much as possible. That's where you can <laughs> save money, but they also spend more money than you would have wanted to. So, mm-hmm. um, But, you know, after we were looking for the fans, we were like, all right, this doesn't meet the limit. So we just loitered around the place to see what else we could buy. And I, I found like the dumbest stuff that was just going to end up being thrown away. Like, I found this old um, um, alarm clock. Mm-hmm. You know, like the one with the cartoon bells on the side. I found one of those. Yeah. Um, I found, uh, um, like, a poster with, with dogs playing poker. Like, that's not going to go anywhere, so it doesn't <laughs> make sense about it. But eventually, Brittany, um, she stumbles upon this desk. And, like, if you see the desk, it's almost... It's, it's like, it's perfect for us to set up the microphones mm-hmm. because... The um, she's doing her champion pose in the back there. Um, the you see how this this table is very thick. And mm-hmm. You know how like with the the um, the microphones you have to kind of clamp them onto it. Mm-hmm. It's very very thin, so it doesn't take that you know a lot of um, um, resistance. So you could just set up the microphone stand on the desk, and we could just talk across from it. And yeah, I think it's almost perfect um, for the place. The only problem is it's a little small it's a little thin mm-hmm. so it, it works well for two of us but if you want like a third person on a microphone it doesn't really work oh um okay. but um yeah so the problem was downstairs right now there's a there's a coffee table in there which is way too low to record off of because mm-hmm. we'd basically be bending down and and trying to you know get our mics to pick up our voices so that it wouldn't work so what i did was um i took that disc and I shoved it upstairs mm-hmm. um, because my uh, we're remodeling like different parts of the house as well. Um, and, you know, a normal person, um, a, a, a sane person who is not driven by impulses, unlike myself, <laughs> would have waited until he could have gotten some help to lift this very heavy wooden table up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it would have been easier with two people. But I am not said normal person. So what I did was I went outside and I got a ladder. And let me see if I can pull it over here because I really, I really want you to see this. <laughs> um, let me see. I got a ladder and I got myself some rope. And I tied that rope around the... Uh, the I tied that rope around the table. And I, the, the damn picture is not coming up on the screen. Let's see if it will come up now. No. I'm going to have to cut this whole part out. It's just me messing with... Oh, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Um, hang on one second. Let me just get this right. Because I don't want to interrupt myself trying to tell this stupid story. Yeah, so as you can see, Sean, that's a very tall climb up that ladder. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the kind of thing where a normal person wouldn't even think to carry up some furniture on it. But yet, I am no normal person, and I do things that normal men could not accomplish. Because I tied the rope all along this table, and I dragged it up this ladder, step by step. Wow. Because I'm just that dedicated to developing yeah. this studio. 
And Superman. I, I, I climbed it all the way up the flight of stairs up here. I climbed it over. I carried the table over this hedge. I carried the ladder over that hedge. I am Superman. And <laughs> I, want you, I want you to recognize how Superman I am. Because this table would not be up there if not for me. I, I was thinking of flying up there and doing it, but I figured, <laughs> no, nah, I need to do it my way. I climbed up this ladder. Um, so next time you're down there mm-hmm. and you're feeling how free the space is and everything, you just remember that Damien had to lift up this, this giant wow. wooden table up this ladder. So I hope you appreciate that. <laughs> um, anyway, so that, that's the update is that we're moving around things. We're getting some new furniture. And uh, it's, look, it's, it's actually looking like a nice space these days. Um, um, okay, so let's get into the news, the regular news, not just the studio news. Uh, Shauna, you're a basketball fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're also a movie fan. Correct. Do you like when those worlds collide? Yeah, always. So does that mean you're a fan of the 1990s movie Space Jam starring well, Michael Jordan? I mean, like five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old me, sure. <laughs> but you So know. does that mean you're not excited for 2019 movie Space Jam 2? Uh, which 2019? Just, well, I don't know when it is. 2020, is it? I, think I don't it's know. next year. It wouldn't yeah, be this year. It wouldn't be this year. Mm. Um, well, if it was this year, then it would beat out Endgame. Mm. Um, <laughs> 2020 film Space Jam 2, which reports it reportedly has assembled its ba- basketball player lineup mm-hmm. um, with names such as Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, Diana Tarasi. Yeah, Tarasi. Tarasi. Mm-hmm. And Chiny and Nika. Aguam mm. Mike. I'm sorry. Agua Mike. Okay. I'm sorry about that if I'm saying <laughs> that name wrong. Um, but are these NBA players that you think would be good on the screen, like good actors? Um, well, it's not like the last one. They were really good anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, that's not really a requirement. But um, there are some names that I feel like would have been better. But really? I'm not like, you know, like a Steph Curry because he has okay. a personality. Right. But I mean, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with whoever they choose because it's not like you you're required to put down some serious acting or anything. <laughs> you just need to just be there and play yeah. ball and stuff. So, I mean, let's just see what they have to offer us. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm familiar with the players and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, all right. You said Steph. Is, is there anybody else you think would be like incredible on screen? Um, I would want to see Russell Westbrook as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, Steph Curry says that he couldn't do it because of the timing. Yeah. yeah. Um, there, there were other, I think there were other basketball players that they just yeah. couldn't, I mean, they invited them to it, but they yeah. had, they just couldn't do it. Yeah, because I'm sure they would have loved to get Steph mm-hmm. Curry. Like, mm-hmm. like, Steph Curry is a brand in and of himself. Even if, mm-hmm. even, me who doesn't watch basketball knows Steph Curry's name. Yeah. So um, I feel like that's, that's something that they the studio wouldn't have said no. We're not gonna get set. Maybe he would have made it a little bit expensive, but mm-hmm. it's Warner Brothers. They can afford it. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I I'm, I just wanted to know your opinion on it because I know you're a big basketball fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really excited because I just don't think that this is one movie <laughs> that's fit the times. Right. But I mean, we've seen crazier things, so. Well, it's, just it's, see. it's weird because as they're updating the basketball players, they're not really updating the cartoon characters. Yeah, they're silent on that part. Yeah, because I do. I mean, they're probably just going to do the same old, um, you know, Bugs Bunny uh, character oh, yeah, and roster. Bull, and the bullies come. Right. They need help from the NBA players. So yeah, yeah. Who knows? Which that's, as I mean, people like Space Jam mm-hmm. mostly because of the novelty on it of mm-hmm. it. I don't think they love the movie Space Jam. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, to be honest with you, Space Jam is not nec- is not really like some quality movie. But when you're a child, yeah, it's quality to you. Oh yeah, because I mean, it's Bugs Bunny playing basketball mm-hmm. with with Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. What more did you want as a child in the nineties? Yeah. Um. So yeah. All right. So. That is the Space Jam news. We have Bill and Ted 3 has cast its villain. We spoke about their daughters being cast, or we saw pictures of their daughters last week. Uh, the villain is being played by Anthony Carrigan. Do you know this actor at all? Um, his face looks familiar. Well, he has a very distinct face. He kind of looks um, like he, he usually plays villains. <laughs> um, so he was on Gotham. He was on Gotham. He played Victor Zaz. I don't know if you know that Batman villain. Um, well, Victor Zaz is essentially every time he kills somebody, he mm. leaves a scar on himself. So there's like a oh. tally of pe- of people that he's killed. Um, in the show, he was more of just a regular hitman. He wasn't like a psychotic guy who needed to kill people and then you know slash mm. himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he is also in Barry. Um, he plays again a hitman, but he's kind of like an affable hitman he's kind of like just makes jokes um he's not really hardcore um intense trying mm. to kill people he's i started he's, barry <laughs> you did okay yeah, yeah. You, you don't recognize him from barry uh no i just like started okay starting. okay that's weird for you because you don't watch television really yeah yeah i saw people talking about this i'm saying you know what let me just check it out i want to check out chernobyl as well i i watched a bit of that over the weekend and it is rough like it's it's, rough. it's hard to watch Genuinely, wow. it is. It is. It's gross. It's kind of has some body horror stuff, like some um, some Cronenberg kind of stuff. Wow. Um, and I, that, I'm just watching the beginning when they're when the explosion just happens and they're mm-hmm. kind of trying to, because there's a scene where like a guy picks up a, a piece of. I don't want to spoil it because it, it's a really good um, yeah. development of that. So I, but um, yeah, so he's mainly a TV actor, mm-hmm. um, or his biggest roles have been on TV. And um, I think he's excellent on Barry. Like, when you get to see his character, I just mm-hmm. think he he's just so fun to watch. And he's so good at the p- character he plays. Mm-hmm. And when he was on Gotham, he frequently would steal the scenes for me. So I'm really happy to okay. see him in this. I think he's he's perfect for the kind of tone that Bill and Ted movies um, have. Yeah, so I can't wait to watch Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait either. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, naturally, I wouldn't be... I mean... Um, anticipating a sequel of a movie that came out nearly 30 years ago. Or no, yeah, but, like Ghostbusters. But I just want to see how Bill and Ted in their old mm-hmm. ages, yeah. if they're still stupid. Yep, <laughs> and they probably will be. Yeah. Um, okay, Kevin Feige from Marvel, he uh, says that a Spider-Man and Venom movie is likely, um, but ultimately the decision is Sony's decision, which means it is not just likely, but it's definitely going to happen because mm-hmm. Sony loves making money. And Venom made a lot of money. Spider-Man has never been when more popular. Com- when you combine the two of them now, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. So even even without the uh, great reviews, Venom was still a hit. Yeah, yeah. Venom, I, 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 let me see if I can get Venom's numbers really quickly because um, the movie made a lot of money. And I think um, the the I think they purposely left it vague when that movie was coming out, whether or not Spider-Man would be in it mm-hmm. because you wanted those people who come in thinking maybe they're going to see a Spider-Man cameo or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, because it came out 2018, last year, October, I think so. Yeah, October 3rd last year. Um, made $855 million worldwide. So it made Aladdin money. Like, mm-hmm. why is Venom making that much money? It had one of those legs as well. Aladdin it, yeah. legs, yeah. Yeah, it was, and it, it was on low budget, 110 million, 110, 100 million to 116 million. Um, 
So I think it is 100% going to be a, um, a Spider-Man Venom crossover at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saying to a friend of mine, like, what you're going to see is probably going to be they're going to team up against like a Sinister Six mm-hmm. um, because, they, you know, they're building up a good roster of Spider-Man villains right now. You have uh, Vulture, and in that movie, there was also Shocker and um, Scorpion. Um, also, I think... The, is either the call the tinkerer or the toy maker, but the guy who is making Vulture's gadget, he's yeah. also a Spider-Man villain. Mm-hmm. Um, Mysterio is in this new one. Um, you have all these elemental creatures, which may or may not be real. One of them could be Sandman. Um, so I think I think there's a lot that's happening with the um, the Spider-Man villains, where you could have all of them teaming up, and then Venom comes in as part of that team up. Mm-hmm. Remember, also Carnage is in the Venom movie, supposed mm-hmm. to be coming out, and there's a bunch of different like there's so many different characters that they could pull together mm-hmm. and maybe have Spider-Man and Venom team up because mm-hmm. Venom right now in the comics and has been for a while is an anti-hero mm-hmm. instead of just being a regular villain. So mm-hmm. I think that's definitely something that they would play well, with. Well, what I want them to play with though, what would be cool a future Spider-Man movie where they you know, like into the Spider Verse, they had the different multiverses, right? And right. then they just introduced back Toby Maguire's Spider Man, yeah. Um, Andrew Garfield. I think that would that would make me go nuts in the theater. Yeah, if they did that. And not to mention the Far From Home deals with the multiverse, yeah. so and that could very much happen. I remember that they teased um, Miles Morales as well in Homecoming, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. they could introduce him as well. Hopefully, yeah. Sony Marvel comes together and brings that to life. Yeah, and you could you could do some things with Venom in your multiverse movie. If you mm-hmm. want to say that Venom um, in the Venom movie and the MCU are from two different universes, mm-hmm. just have Venom like hop through a universal like portal, and mm-hmm. then he decides he wants to stay in the MCU. Then that's how you get Venom yeah, in your MCU. I mean, they have they have a lot to play with. Yeah, though. they can make it very interesting. You know, and those are just the good ideas. They could have a completely terrible idea of how to yeah. <laughs> like. They could just have Spider-Man go to San Francisco, and he's suddenly in the Venom movie. Like that would be a terrible way to do it because how would Venom and Spider-Man be in the same universe? But apparently, in the Venom movie, nobody died in the snap. Like that wasn't a part of it. Mm-hmm. But apparently, they've always been in the same universe. Um, so they could do a bunch of terrible things with it. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a thousand ways that this this could happen. No, and Sony, they'll probably do a terrible thing. Yeah, probably. Terrible thing. Probably. But um, um, you don't know because they did into the Spider Verse. So mm-hmm. um, you never know. It's so- like that's the one thing that I have learned from watching movies all my life. As these big budget movies, you never know when someone is doing right or when they're doing <laughs> wrong. Because like they gave us the first few Spider-Man movies, and then they gave us the Garfield Spider-Man movies. Then they mm-hmm. made the deal for um, Tom Holland in the MCU, and then they gave us Venom, and now mm-hmm. then they gave us into the Spider-Verse. It's really hard to tell where yeah. Sony's head is. Up at. and down, up and up down. Up and down is definitely the way to put it. Um, this is on the up though. Uh, Flash Gordon animated movie yeah, is coming out yesterday. Uh, being directed by, I'm not sure, is it directed or is it just he's developing the movie? Um, I but think he's directing it. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, but Taika Waititi from uh, Thor Ragnarok, from What We Do in the Shadows, and Flight of the Conquerors, but mostly from Thor Ragnarok on the big budget um, stage, um, is going to be doing a Flash Gordon animated movie. Um, for those who don't know Flash Gordon, I mean, you really just need to listen to that Queen song. Mm-hmm. You know, Flash. Like just that <laughs> gives you everything you need to know about Flash Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
the the Thor Ragnarok movie took a lot of cues from Flash Gordon as well. Like it was mm-hmm. very much in the same kind of style. It was very eighties. Very eighties. Like mm-hmm. Flash Gordon is a very eighties property. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this is one of those movies or one of those properties that I think would really really be cool to see mm-hmm. um, in twenty in this in this day and age. Yeah. You know because a lot of the comedy from Flash Gordon is just how everything looked like mm-hmm. everything kind of looks the way that it would for the amount of money that they had to put behind it back then and where the technology was like it looks very low budget it doesn't look very um it leaves out you, you need to imagine a lot because a lot of it is kind of like put together with cardboard and chicken wire and things mm-hmm. like that but with with modern day effects i feel like you could do a really really cool looking flash gordon movie and i feel like taika waititi has a good grasp on that kind of 80s action hero tone Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to this a lot. This is uh, probably the best news of the week for me. Um, and I remember that they're they're planning to make a He-Man movie as well. That's true. And what's his yeah. name from um, To All the Boys I Love Before is going to be playing um, He-Man. Um, let me see. Okay, I had another. I had a news story that I was going to talk about, um, but I really don't want to because it's a trailer for Trolls, and I don't feel like anybody cares about the no. trailer for Trolls. So I'm going to leave that because bes- um, we're almost at an hour right now. <laughs> um, Pixar has announced that their new movie coming out next year uh, in June is Soul. Um, I don't know if this has to do with James Brown or anything like that, but it's called <laughs> Soul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you imagine if this was just a movie starring a character like of James Brown? Mm-hmm. Like some, I don't know who can do a good James Brown impression in Hollywood, but that would be really funny. Um, but yeah, it's called Soul uh, and Pixar. Like We didn't know anything about Onward until the trailer came out, so we're not going to know anything Let me stop you. There was a James Brown movie. Yeah, I know. Chadwick That's Boseman. Tr- yeah, get yeah. Chadwick Boseman to play yes. James Brown in Pixar's Soul. <laughs> that I mean, money's already on the table. You don't yeah. need to. All you have to do is pick he it up. Good, he did a really good impression. He did, he did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good movie, too. Um, let me see, is this it? Right, okay. This was the thing I want to talk about. So, uh, there have been some rumors this week mm-hmm. from the James Bond set. James Bond is not having a good time. No, because um, I, I remember reading that he got injured down here. So, yeah, Daniel Craig got injured. Uh, there was an explosion on the set. Wow. And there was, there's been rumors of, like, a mutiny from the crew. There's also a rumor that the director... Oh, not to mention Danny Boyle left the movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember who is um, who is directing it now. It's, it's, it's not Sam Mendes, though. No, it's unfortunately not. Um... Kari Joji Fukunaga. Oh. Yeah. Um, and I, I looked him up this week because I was... Fukunaga, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did, um, I think, the movie with, with Idris. Which Netflix one Netflix movie, Beast, Beast, Beast of a Nation. Beast of No Nation. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, Okay, so he... he oh, he did It. Okay, cool. Um, he did it? No. I, I'm not sure if he did it. No. But, <laughs> but it says It under his movies and TV shows. <laughs> I'm going to his, um, his IMDb page. Um, did he, he did, that's producer. What did he direct? What have you directed, Corey? Um, yes, he directed Beasts of No Nation, some true de- de- episodes of True Detective, um, Jane Eyre, 2011 Jane Eyre movie. And he did Maniac. He did 10 episodes of Maniac, the whole, um, miniseries. That's the one with Jonah Hill and La La Land Girl, Emma Stone. Is that her name? Yeah. I think so. You you don't remember. You look at me like I'm a crazy person. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he did Maniac. So um, 
him and Patrick Somerville were the creators of that. Um, but yeah, so he, he came in after Danny Boyle left the project. Um, and there's been reports that he has been holed up in his trailer playing PlayStation. And wow. he has not been coming out to say He took to Instagram to dispel those rumors like immediately. Um, but a lot has been going on on a set and none of it has been good. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rami Malek, who is playing the villain of the, the movie, he um, responded directly to the um, reports that he was unable to do key scenes with Daniel Craig. And the reason that was cited was because of they had onset conflict. Mm-hmm. So he came out and said against that. He said, uh, the key scenes is something that was fabricated. But the thing is, Daniel was injured, so they are sh- shooting what they can. Um, I talked to Carrie yesterday and the schedule has been altered. I know that. But with a franchise like this, I think they have it together. They have it figured out by now. So, yeah, uh, the, what he is saying is that um, they, they were, they've, they've been trying to work around this injury because they do have to meet certain deadlines with certain mm-hmm. scenes. And they can't really do that with an action hero like James Bond if his leg doesn't work, you know. Yeah. Um, but... Even still, even with just with what he is saying, mm-hmm. you don't hear about this kind of stuff with most film sets. Like yeah. You don't hear this many stories of things going wrong. So you know what this means, right? What does that I'm mean? I'm expecting something bad. Oh, yeah. I'm expecting a train wreck. Yeah. Because when you hear this many um, bad Issues, stories, yeah. it usually means the Trust movie's me. not going to turn out well. Um, like the 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 Fantastic Four movie had this. Like Remember, there were Trust stories me. of Josh Trank would storm off and just have to be alone by himself for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, what what else? There was Dark Phoenix apparently had problems on the <laughs> set as well. Um, so yeah, an, 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 uh, I'm going to screw up this word there. But an untenable uh, set environment most often leads to a bad, bad movie. Bad yeah. movie. And then everybody starts pointing fingers. Everybody starts saying, you know, reshoots yeah. did that. Um, you know, this actor, this producer. You'd have people like Amy, not Amy, Lauren Shuladana who came out on Twitter uh, the mm-hmm. other week talking mm-hmm. about how she had nothing to do with Dark Phoenix. <laughs> you know, people would be washing their hands of it. Uh, and then, you know, especially because this is the last of the Daniel Craig and Daniel Craig from i think even skyfall he has been saying he doesn't really want to do this um so all of that kind of gives you this idea that this isn't gonna really work out well because Mm -hmm. even with the last x-men movie nobody really wanted to be there like that you could tell that watching the movie yeah um i mean especially jennifer lawrence she had no business being there um michael fassbender you can tell there's like a scene you know that scene in the trailer where he says, um, you're always sorry, and there's always a speech, nobody cares? That didn't feel like it was scripted. That felt like he was just saying it. Because <laughs> right before that scene, he yeah. rolls his eyes at Professor X, and I feel like he was just like, this is, yeah, nobody, I don't want to be here. Be here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's gonna, what's going to happen with James Bond, especially with the new one coming in mm-hmm. for the next one. I feel like they're just trying to just run the clock out on this and just make some money and then move on to the next one where everyone mm-hmm. is going to be excited about it again. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's the news for this week. Oh, um, there's one more news. What's um, that? I just remembered something. Um, apparently, the new Matrix film uh-huh. will be featuring Michael B. Jordan. I didn't know there was a new Matrix film until yeah. you just said that. Y- you didn't know? I had no idea. I mean, it's been... It's been it's, it's been, been talked about for a long time. Yeah. Like well, it seems like it's the actually they're they're actually moving forward with it. Okay, like so seriously. so he's gonna be the head of it. Yeah, he's going to be. Okay. Yeah, so okay, the Wachowskis okay. are gonna do it. Oh, so they're coming back to direct it. Yeah. 
that is that is pretty cool. And apparently, it's going to start shooting next year, or wow. it was later this year. Okay. So I mean, over the years, over the last twenty years, I mean, you've heard that you know they want to put a uh, Matrix sequel out there, but mm-hmm. it seems like they're seriously pushing it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Michael B. Jordan, that's that's a good cast for that. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could do that really well. Um, the only thing with Michael B. Jordan taking over <laughs> for um, um, Keanu Reeves, two completely different acting styles. Mm-hmm. Because Keanu Reeves' acting style is to just not act. It's to just be there and be a blank slate, and that really works. Mm-hmm. Like It works for John Wick because it makes him cold and calculating. It works for Neo because he's kind of like, he doesn't really understand what's going on. And, and even when he becomes the one, mm-hmm. he has that kind of Zen realization where he, the blank expression just works. So I feel like Keanu, and look at in Bill and Ted, like he's supposed to be playing someone who has no clue. Yeah. So <laughs> all of Keanu's roles that have been the biggest successes yeah. have been the ones that suit his acting style, which is just to not act. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, on the other hand, he acts a lot. Like you look at in, a, you know, Black Panther or in Creed mm-hmm. or even Fruitvale Station, like he he yeah, emotes a lot. He's yeah. very expressive. But I I heard a rumor that um it might be a prequel kind of story. I don't mm. know how true it is because they're because somebody was saying that probably he's playing a young Morpheus. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, that but would I'm be. I'm not sure though. Yeah, it's just yeah. rumors at this point. That would be cool. I would I could see that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot they can do with this universe. I mean, there's a lot. We know I, how it ended. Let's see how it progresses from there. Yeah, there's a lot you could go. You could, um, always. Um, I mean, the Matrix is the perfect thing for a reboot, um, considering it's all about computers. But also because, I mean, you can always just say that there's another layer to the Matrix that hasn't mm-hmm. been unfolded yet, or there's just. This other, I mean, we we didn't really see that much of the world after the Matrix had been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could go into that. You could say the the agents are coming back or the robots are trying to take over. Like, yeah, there's a lot you could do with it. Um, sequels or even or with prequels. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it says right there, the early months of 2020. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, and yeah, you're right with the, the prequel, definitely, because you could see how... Uh, Morpheus and the the you know the revolution or how um, is it Zion is that where mm-hmm. they were? yeah um, you could see how that kind of came about because it ha- it has to start with somebody unplugging and then unplugging everybody else like that would be a really cool movie to watch mm-hmm. um, but I feel like they would do it more sequel because they want that Keanu cameo like if, they, <laughs> if you put if you put a second of Keanu Reeves in the trailer. Boy, mm. that oh man, that movie, that movie would beat Avatar, because I, I don't know about that. No, <laughs> you seen the Keanu Love on the online recently? You can't get around without seeing somebody talking about this one time Keanu Reeves had this well, amazing. If that's the case, John Wick would be two point seven billion. Yeah, but John Wick is not Neo. John Wick isn't the <laughs> Matrix. Like the Matrix <laughs> is one of the 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 best uh, movies of all time. Um, which it's touted as that very often. So, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm I'm being hyperbolic, but I just think that would that very. would very. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would that would be crazy if they were to get Neo back um, mm-hmm. into the Matrix. That would really It'd make a lot cool. of people happy. I'd yeah. love that. Well, Shauna, would you love hearing that sweet jazz music oh, again? Sure, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me just bring that up for you. All right, well, everybody. Well, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Movie Money Refinanced. Uh, 
You can find us on Twitter. I am Damien Movies, D-A-M-I Movies. And you can find a podcast on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere that podcast can be found. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Damien Michael Movies, and you can find a podcast on DamienMichaelMovies.com. Um, can't think of anything else. I think that's it. You will see you next time. Yes. Thank you all again for uh, listening. Bye-bye. Shana, thank you for coming. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for um, getting out of bed and <laughs> being <whatever>. here. <laughs> and I uh, will see you next time. Uh, bye-bye. bye-bye.